What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork. Uh, and hey, guys, it's been a while. How is everybody doing? I'll tell you what. Let me say something. This Saturday slate, uh, I feel great about it. I feel good about it. I feel really, really good uh, in general and you know, working out again and, and getting all that in order. So um, I'm feeling so good. I'm going to give you the early slate as well as the main slate for this one. I'm also going to go ahead and drop in uh, four player props I believe I have for you in this show. Um, just to give you that from our wager pass, which is $15 a month. You can get it at sportsethos.com. But I am feeling, uh, again, confident about this slate. Usually what that translates to is uh, you know, a pretty good night, pretty good day for me uh, in one regard or another. Uh, whether it be the props or the DFS. Hopefully the DFS though, because that's what you came here for. Um, so let's get right into it, and I'm going to go ahead and pop that open. Apologize, I thought I had it open, but I did not. Here it comes. Uh, so the early slate is a two-game slate, and I honestly have some interest in, in both of these games. I think these are pretty uh, interesting matchups, to say the least. The Detroit one, maybe not as interesting as the uh, OKC Dallas one in terms of you know how uh, competitive it's going to be. But... There is something to like from the DFS perspective uh, on both sides, on both games. So uh, we'll jump right into it here. The OKC Thunder are taking on the Dallas Mavericks. And we have a 1.5 point spread in favor of the Thunder. Um, seems fair. It's going to be a good game. Very close game. Um, I love the moves the Mavericks made at the, at the deadline here with adding Gafford, adding P.J. Washington. So we're going to have to take that into effect, obviously. Uh, the Thunder added Gordon Hayward, but he will not be playing in this one. Probably not be playing until after the All-Star break at the very earliest. So, but we'll see. Um, with OKC, uh, there's quite a I mean, there's a lot of different angles we can go here. But, you know, Jalen Williams is the guy at the top that really kind of stands out to me. Um, just his ability to score the basketball, especially late in the game. And this is going to be a close game. They're going to need that. His defensive ability as well. I'm assuming he'll get some switches onto Luka. Have a chance to showcase his talents there. But at 6,900, I, I like the play. So um, we're going to go with that one as my kind of top guy on OKC. Going a little further down the list, you know, I think um, we're talking about who's going to guard Luka, you know, to start the game. And, and most of the time, I think it's going to be Lou Dort at 4,300. So he's definitely an intriguing guy. I'm, I'm keeping on my radar here. I didn't wind up with him in my kind of dummy lineup here. I will definitely tinker with this here before the games tip off tomorrow, but um, a couple other forwards that I really do like, so I didn't quite uh, get to him there, so um, you know, it is what it is, uh, but I think he's, a, he's still an excellent choice there. One other guy I'm looking at on the LKC Thunder I want to throw in here is Isaiah Joe at 3,200. Uh, just coming back, you know, has missed uh, how many games in a row? Uh, it's been a while. He hasn't played since the 29th of January, as all I can see on DraftKings here, so... It's been a hot minute since he got in the game, but he is the de facto sixth man for this team. Um, you know, obviously they added Gordon Hayward. I would assume that, you know, Josh Giddy probably goes to the bench if they decide to start Hayward. And he's the sixth man then, which is obviously an upgrade over Isaiah Joe. Or um, they go with, you know, uh, uh, Giddy starts and, and continues to see maybe t low 20s minutes. Uh, and they just have, you know, some combination of Joe and Hayward off the bench, um, which is a possibility as well. So one of those two ways. Uh, but for now, we don't have to worry about that. Isaiah Joe should still function as that sixth man. He's only 3,200. I think this is definitely more of a GPP play. 
Um, because, you know, obviously he's had some really stinkers recently. He's had a whole stretch of, uh, looks like the last one, two, three, four, five games he's actually played in. Uh, he's just scored under 14 DK points. So um, he hasn't been, you know, great recently, but hopefully he's healthy now. And, uh, you know, we've seen him go off for 20 to 30 uh, DK points this season. He's got that in him. It's a two-game slate, guys, so you can't fade everybody. Uh, and I think to give you give you an edge, I, I don't think he's going to have high ownership. So it's a guy I want to definitely highlight here. So Isaiah Joe is the last guy in the Thunder there that I'm interested in. Uh, on the Dallas side, you know, Luca and Kyrie Irving, both healthy. Um, not seeing a whole lot of value in spending up on those guys, honestly. I'm looking elsewhere. Uh, it's a two-game slate. So, I, you know, obviously, if either of those guys, Luca or Kyrie, goes bananas, uh, the slate's broken. I mean, <laughs> that's just kind of, it's always a risk. And, and if you don't have that guy, he, you know, you're just screwed. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's possible here against OKC. But OKC's a pretty solid defensive team. Um, you know, I mean, they, they give up points decently enough too. But um, I just think with both those guys healthy, they kind of eat to each other's value. So uh, I didn't end up with either of them in my lineup here. You know, I may be even talking myself out of that now while I'm talking to you guys because it's really hard to fade both of those guys. But let's just go past them because we know what they bring to the table. So there's nothing really that exciting to talk about with them anyway. So um, moving down, though, obviously, like I said, P.J. Washington was added to the squad as well uh, as uh, uh, Daniel Gafford. Uh, we expect them both to play in this one. So that's obviously going to slide people around a little bit here. Um, you know, that being said, uh, I only end up with one guy I like on the Dallas side, uh, to tell you the truth. And that ended up being Daniel Gafford at 5,800. And, um, yeah, no Derek Lively in this one. So Gafford should get all the center minutes. Um, they're playing against the OKC Thunder. We know we like to attack them at the center position. Um, you know, they have Chet Holmgren playing the center for them right now, which is not a terrible thing. He's better at blocking the ball off ball. He's not a great, like, going to block your shot on ball defender. So, um, you know, I'm not enamored with that long term for them, honestly. I think... I don't know. I mean, it's hard. I mean, you can't sit shut, right? Um, can you play him at power forward? I mean, I really do think so. So, um, you know, if they can add another big that's, you know, skilled and talented, can maybe step out and shoot also. Um, I would, I think that that's a really impressive team if you end up with that uh, kind of squad. But anyways, that's um, neither here nor there. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we're moving, we're talking about the Mavericks now. Let's go back to the Mavericks. Yeah, Gafford, I like him a whole lot, heck of a lot here, though. It's a good matchup. Um, he's going to have all the minutes in the world available to him. I know he's just joining a new team, so we might have to temper some expectations a little bit. Uh, but he should see minutes in the mid-20s, I would think, at the very least. So, um, yeah, I, I like him a whole lot. P.J. Washington, 5,700, is also a guy I'm going to be keeping my eye on. Didn't end up with him in my lineups. Um, like I said, I'm not like, enamored with him here. But... We saw what we could do on Charlotte, and we know what we can do when he has a little bit of space to operate. So, um, underrated player at this point for sure. Fifty-seven hundred is a very fair price for him. Trying not to mention everybody on the site. Let's fade some people, right? Um, Detroit. Let's talk about the Detroit Pistons at Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Sixteen-point dogs. The the Pistons are um, not surprising. The Clippers are a very good basketball team. Probably my. Um, I don't know. They might have supplanted Boston at this point as my favorite to win, win the uh, title, honestly. I think Boston still has the edge, uh, if I really think about it hard enough. But uh, anyways, the Clippers are very good, and the Pistons are not. But they're getting better, and they're playing their youth. So uh, one of the storylines we've been following here on the fantasy side for sure uh, is the youth movement here, the change at the deadline. This is a team that looks drastically different, so obviously that excites us. 
in DFS and gambling and, and whatever whatever you decide you want to do with that. But um, the Pistons uh, are playing the young guys now. Um, you know, I'm playing Jaden Ivey. I I know it's a tough matchup. <clears throat> Excuse me against the Clippers. It is a tough matchup here for sure. Um, you know, I do. I think Quentin Grimes probably gets in and plays this one, so maybe it takes a little bit of luster uh, off of from there. But uh, I really don't care. In games without Bojan, even just Bojan Bogdanovic, I'm not even looking at games without Alec Burks as well, uh, which I don't know if there's even many uh, out there to sample from. But there are seven games he played without Bojan Bogdanovic this season so far. Uh, that he was in, after he was inserted into the starting lineup. So we're looking at the last uh, what, month or so, um, and. In those uh, seven games, he topped thirty percent in most of them, right? Uh, I believe it was five of seven of them. So, you know, we're looking at some some massive massive usage here. Uh, Sixty five hundred is really not that bad of a price to pay. It's a two game site, like I said, you know. But um, you know, the one negative here is that the matchup is difficult. The Clippers are a very good defensive team, um, not just Kawhi, who you know I know he's become overrated defensively, but he still has a lot of length and can get past lanes and um is athletic so <clears throat> and looking really great this season by the way but anyways we're talking about the detroit pistons um so you know they, they've got some defenders there i mean paul george is a fantastic two-way player um and, and you know so so they have the guys to throw uh at Jaden ivy if he really really gets hot but that being said just the usage the opportunities there so i i want to ride with it i, I think it's going to be he's going to have another good game i think he's going to have good games down the stretch of this season to be honest with you guys so Trying to get this done a little fast. So I'm sorry if I'm moving a little fast for you guys. Hopefully I'm not moving too fast. Anyways, um, who else do I like on uh, Detroit? Uh, yeah, Fantecchio. Yeah, Simone Fantecchio will be joining them. Uh, he will be sliding into the starting lineup, taking the place of um, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, of previous mentions. So uh, I do like him a whole heck of a lot. Man. I liked him in Utah, too. Um, he is actually a very you know, talented shooter, uh, and that is definitely something that's going to help out the Pistons. So... Should start, should see. I mean, he was seeing basically starters minutes that we see normally in Utah on a Jazz team. That's really good. And the Pistons just traded for this guy. Um, you know, they don't really have anybody to kind of hold him in check that they need to play. I mean, Oscar Thompson, uh, I think he's going to get his minutes also. So, you know, I'm not like super duper bullish on Fantecchio, but with his price tag here, uh, which is 4500 I mean, it just it makes all the sense in the world. I think, you know, if he can nail two or three three-pointers for us, if he can grab four or five boards, um, you know, it's a two-game slate. I know I keep saying that, but, you know, your pickings are kind of slim. I do like saving a little bit of cash here with Fontecchio. Um, Of course, I'm, I don't have my lineup here, but I got to mention Sasser, uh, Marcus Sasser. I, I still believe that. I mean, I think Grimes obviously coming in will complicate that at least a little bit. Um, but I have to say that I, I think Sasser's got a very um, bright future here down the stretch of the season with this uh, Pistons team. And, and in general, I think you know he's going to be a very uh, talented shooter in this league. Um, I was all over him before that uh, explosion. Uh, I don't think I played him in DFS, of course, but uh, all over him in the fantasy, at least um, in, in the, some deeper leagues. Uh, and then he had 17 points and 11 assists um, you know, in that game. So that's feeling pretty good. But obviously, he had 38 minutes. He's not, probably not going to see that again. So um, he's definitely a risky play. It is just a, a – I'm going to stop saying that. You guys know what kind of slate it is. It's a small slate. So, you know, if you need a kind of a pivot, and I don't think a lot of people are going to have them because they're going to have their, those same reservations. You know, hey, Grimes is here. I want to play Grimes, who's only 3,800, by the way. 
and also definitely a guy that you want to look at possibly rostering. I'm not as bullish on Grimes, um, so I, I'd rather have Fenteki or Sasser myself. But if you want to go Grimes, I get it, man. 3,800, it's hard to pass up. So, exciting team. Sorry for all that info, but there you go. Um, let's move on to the Clippers, though, real quick and try to hit this uh, quickly. Um, I like Paul George, 7,500 against Detroit. I think if Detroit can make this a basketball game, um, that's the guy I want them to carry through. He's His price has come down quite a bit because Kawhi's been playing so, so, so well. But we all know Paul George is, a, you know, the caliber of player that's just on the same level as Kawhi. So um, I have no reason to believe that, you know, he's not going to turn this around. Another guy you can look at if you're scripting this more for a blowout is Terrence Mann. Because the first guys are going to sit on the wings uh, when they're up big in a basketball game is going to be Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So um, it's Terrence Mann all day that's going to get uh, assume some of those minutes. Okay, so just ran through those those two games. I know that took a little bit longer than it usually does. Sorry, I'm very talkative tonight. Um, but, you know, just want to take a moment here and just remind you guys, uh, at Ethos Fantasy DK, you can find a whole bunch of news there. I write a lot of that. Um, but obviously we've got a team of content producers here that um, are just incredible. That's what I've dedicated a lot of my time to this season, and we are very proud of that. It's um, great information. Uh, we keep it up to date. There's a live injury report on the site as well, sportsethos.com. If you do nothing else, at least go check it out. There you go. All right. Let us move on, though, to the main slate. And, uh, oh, you know what? I hope <laughs> I did this last time, too. I need to, sorry, be a little bit better organized about this stuff. Uh, I do have some props. Props for you guys. Props, 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 props. And they're actually all pretty much from those earlier games because I'm so excited about them. My first prop is Luka Doncic under 9.5. Uh, rebounds here, and that's widely available. You can find that on any, any sports book right now. It's at minus 125. I'm playing it for 1.25 units to win a unit. Um, he's gone under the mark from 27 out of 44 games, which is 61.4% of games this season. But the Mavs, they just added P.G. Washington and Daniel Gafford, both of which are going to be available. They're going to play big minutes right out of the gate. Those are guys that I think you can just slide right in, especially if you play next to Luka Doncic, and they're going to have some really, really decent output. So, um, you know, they're going to grab some boards uh, away from Luka. He's had to board a lot recently but you know even with taking it on account he's still gone under in, in 60 almost 62 percent of the games the Mavs are just trying to simplify this game for Luca and have him just be a scorer so I like it a whole lot under rebounds there for, for Luca um Jaden Ivy over 21.5 points that's minus 115 that's a point spent 1.15 units to win one units uh we I know you know we typically have projected higher than this but I don't think I've had our projections up yet um for tomorrow's games and, and that's okay sometimes I, I don't need that but um you know, it's a new day in Detroit. Boyan Bogdanovich is gone. Alfred's is gone. Uh, I told you guys, 30%. He tops 30% usage without the, you know those guys, or without Boyan at least. Um, and in those games, he's gone over in five of the seven games. So um, I like the over there in the points. And then the last one here, uh, I mentioned him as well as one of my plays, but uh, this is Terrence Mann over 7.5 points as well at minus 105. That's on points bet as well. And... Uh, again, you know, if they're going to sit somebody in the wings, if this ends up being a blowout, then there you go. They've got uh, Terrence Mann sitting right there. And even if they don't, even if it's a close game, um, he could very well top eight points. So I just like that a whole heck of a lot. Okay, moving on. Let me take a sip of water here real quick. Uh, cover your ears, all you people that hate the sound of swallowing like me. Um, okay, moving on. We do uh, have a later slate. I've got one more prop here for you guys. I uh, already did my promo, so we'll just go right into it. Yeah, let me open that sucker up. 
and let's start talking. Um, there's a couple games I'm going to skip in this one too, so it's not going to go uh, over long. Don't worry. We're going to try to fit this in here in the next 15 minutes. Philadelphia and Washington, though, I am interested in this one for sure from a DFS standpoint. Um, you know, the Philly side, of course, we've got no Embiid, possibly no Maxi. So obviously that's a big piece of news that we're waiting on that we just don't know anything about. Um, but I like Tobias Harris, whether or not Maxi's playing uh, at all. Uh, I think, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers want to win. They're going to put this Washington team away. I think they're going to play really well. And, uh, you know, Tobias Harris has gotten just a whole bunch of usage, and, and he's definitely worth rostering at this point. In fantasy, of course, if Maxi plays, I could, I would consider him as well. Uh, and I, if I play him, I probably wouldn't play him with Harris. So uh, I'm assuming he's out because it is the Wizards, and I think that the Philadelphia 76ers can beat this team by a whole heck of a lot, even without Maxi. Um, so there you go. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. of course, 6400. Same same reasoning there. They just need his uh, offensive output. Um, I know they're going to get you know some, some guys available here as well. So for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know, we have to see how that all affects things. You know, if you have Buddy Heald, uh, well, they, they just had Buddy Heald. They already had him to sit here. But we have to see how, you know, it looks with everybody healthy. So um, I'm not really into Paul Reed, but I get it. If you can play him, um, that's fine. Um, I think he's a fine play. I, you know, I think there's definitely a floor there that we found. I mean, he was sick, though, for those two games, supposedly. I don't know why he played if he was that sick. But that's the story, right? He shot the ball terribly. I don't know. Everyone's a little different. Who cares? Um, the last two games have been really good. Um, and he's only 5,900 and I, he's not like putting up impressive, impressive numbers for that price tag, but, um, but they're fine. And I think, you know, I'm just worried about a, a potential floor play. I, he's hard to trust. Every time I seem to play the guy or roster the guy fancy or whatever, he just, he's a dud. Um, and I know you guys, <laughs> some of you guys have had that same experience. Um, I'm just worried about that here. Uh, it's not a game you get up for either against the Washington Wizards. So, um, but he healed at 5,000. I had him in, you know, my original lineup. I took him out at some point, but uh, I may add him back in. I actually ended up with 1,100 left in my salary here. I just love a lot of the cheap guys on this site, of course. So, um, but yeah, I think you know, Buddy Hill at 5,000 is definitely more than fair, especially if we get the news that Tyrese Maxey is going to be out. Um, and that's kind of where the cutoff is there. I would don't think I'd go any deeper than those guys. Um, but yeah, I think right now as it stands, Tobias Harris uh, is my favorite kind of all-around play there. And, and, you know, I think, honestly, I'll end up with one of them in my lineup for sure, guaranteed. But I just don't know um, exactly which one at this point. So, moving on to the Washington side. Uh, this is, honestly, just pretty much a skip for me. I don't like anyone here. Um, Bilal Kholib, oh gosh, I, Kholibali. Bilal Kholibali. I, I know I got corrected on this on the show, and uh, I'm trying my best, guys. I really promise. Anyways, um, he got a whole bunch of shot attempts in the last game. And, uh, and he had 12 shot attempts. So, I, you know, if you get something like close to that workload again, he had 40.5 DK points. I mean, I'm not going to project him or guess that he's going to end up there as well. And I have the same kind of trust issues with him as I do with Paul Reed. But, um, you know, we see a big workload here. And that's at 4,500. That's definitely worth at least investigating. I'm curious if Marvin Bagley plays here. I don't think I play him either way, but he would definitely be an interesting guy if he does. Um, 
but yeah, we'll have to see about that one. So that's kind of a, not a big one, but one we're keeping our eye on a little bit at least. But I'm probably going to fade the Wizards anyways, because I do think the Philadelphia 76ers are just going to stomp them. So anyways, Memphis at Charlotte. Um, oh, and I need to give Memphis at Charlotte's minus four uh, in favor of the Grizzlies. 221.5 is the game total. Um, and sorry, that Sixers game is 3.5 point favorites in favor of the uh, Sixers. I think I locked in at like minus 1.5, so that's good line moving there. 338 is the game total, so there you go for that one. Um, okay, Memphis. Um, yeah, this is, <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try not to talk 10 minutes about this game. Uh, let's just try to hit this quickly. Okay, for the Memphis Grizzlies, um, I absolutely love uh, Jemison here. And um, Trey Jemison. Sorry, I had to like, look up his last name. I, like, I know this was his first name. Trey Jemison. I know that's not a household name. I know you guys, uh, some of you guys at least are scratching your head. Uh, but guys who've been following or, or serious DFS players know who he is. Um, but obviously, they're playing Charlotte. Um, we like to target Charlotte at the center position. Jemison, um, you know, he's. He, I talk about trust issues with Paul Reed, but yeah, this guy would be like Uber that way because he had a 14.75 DK point game, a 26 DK point game. In the 6.5 DK point game. And um, it's the matchup here, right? The matchup really makes me, and the fact that they seem to want to play him big minutes here down the stretch because they are ruling out. Uh, well, Zaire Williams may come back, but I mean, they're not going to play. I don't think they're going to play Utah Watanabe uh, or Lamar Stevens, like a boot, tons of tons of, of minutes. Mm, I'm, now I'm oscillating on that. I, I could see a world where uh, Lamar Stevens, I like him actually a little bit here, um, could see some significant minutes. I It's hard for me to like wager on that, though, because I just, I just don't know which direction they're going to go. But they seem to want to play Jemison uh, at least 20 minutes a game, and he's only 3,700. And, uh, again, against the Charlotte Hornets, uh, you know, I think we're going to have some, some ownership edge here. Um, but, yeah, he's a risky play for sure. Um, Vince Williams Jr., of course. You guys know my love for Vince Williams Jr. if you've been following at all. Um, he's my top play here for the Memphis Grizzlies against the really weak Charlotte Hornets, you know, defense, of course. But um, just the usage the last few games. I know people have been out, and they've been a little bit more injured than they are now. They're coming in this one a little bit healthier than they have been. But um, the mints he's been seeing the last few games, the, the usage, uh, all of that. I mean, you know, I love it. He almost had a triple-double last game, 13, 11, and 8. So... Uh, if you don't know about this guy yet for some reason, obviously go know about him. But yeah, I, I like him a lot, a lot in this matchup. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, people are going to roster Gigi Jackson and, and Luke Kennard and, and Santi Aldama. I think they're fair prices, but I mean, I'm not stacking up on, on you know Memphis Grizzlies. I've got two in my lineup right now. That's kind of the way I look at it because this, this game just could go absolutely sideways. We just don't know. It's such ridiculous things could happen. On the Charlotte side... Um, I end up with one guy, and uh, we're just going to go ahead and skip to that guy because I think the other plays in this game are, you know, they're fine, but there's better value in other games around the slate. So um, Trey Mann, though, at 3000 absolute rock-bottom pricing. Um, I see no world in which he doesn't play at least 20 minutes, right? I mean, he, they released Ish Smith. They're not playing Kyle Lowry. I'm pretty sure he got released as well. Um, no, he's, he's still on the team, I guess. So maybe they're hanging on to him to trade him or something. Um, Seth Curry, I don't really see them playing him either. Um, maybe. But I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it happening, man. And they've got no one else. So, um, Ball's not playing, I would assume. Um, you know, there's, I don't know if he plays again this season, which is crazy. But 
let's assume balls out. I really don't think that they're they're gonna play Trey Mann. <laughs> like they're not gonna play Seth Curry over him, at least not more minutes than him. So Trey Mann at three thousand, even though he seems risky, I think he's a lock. I mean, no doubt. <laughs> so uh I'm interested to see what he does here, um, for sure, and what, what the uh Charlotte rotation looks like for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I toy with some Brandon Miller here. I think if you land on Brandon Miller, he's a really intriguing guy and he's been playing very well. Um, man, that, he's going to be very good. So um, they got a really good one there uh, with Brandon Miller. So I don't mind landing, up, landing on him either. Okay, Chicago and Orlando. Skip, just no, no. This uh, two, I think it was 217 was the game total here. 218 now. It looks like it climbed a little bit. But um, yeah, I just, just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it to yourselves. Um, I think it's going to be a good basketball game. I just think it's going to be a very defensive game. Um, the pace is going to be pretty darn slow. So it's just not something we want to target for DFS. But um, if you like, you know, good, slow, defensive basketball, because the, the Bulls and the Magic have both been very, very good on defense this season. And at this point, there's too much data to argue otherwise. So, um, you know, Bulls started pretty slow there in the, in the start because of, uh, you know, Levine kind of, for lack of a better term, just giving it half effort, right? <laughs> you know what I was going to say. Um, but, uh, you know, the first uh, month of the season or so was that. But now that we've gotten that, out, you know, past that team, um, they look like a pretty decent uh, ball club. So I'm going to pass that one. Um, Cleveland, Toronto, same thing. I think, you know, there's not a lot to love here, honestly. Um, that game is at Cleveland's. I'm not sure if I'm. Oh, here it is. Minus eight points in favor of Cleveland. It's two twenty-eight point five for the game total. I'm just don't have a lot of. I mean, I think all the Cleveland guys are just too expensive for me at this point. Um, in the Toronto guys, I just uh, you know I I played quickly in this last one. I thought that was a good play, Um, but it's hard for me to trust anyone outside of that. I think Olenek being there is interesting, but I I want to see his role first before I try playing him. Um, you know, maybe you can end up with some Gary Trent Jr., but it's just, uh, I didn't like anything there. Houston at Atlanta, though, definitely like some stuff there. Anytime Atlanta's involved, we pretty much like that, but uh, Houston also uh, fits that mold pretty well, as, uh, too. So, some really good games on this slate. As I said, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, the Houston Rockets, uh, yeah, I, so what I've looked, what I've looked past and, and realized, obviously, at this point is uh, Dylan Brooks is the clear guy that's going to pick up all that usage um, in the offense with, with Fred Van Bleed on the sidelines, it looks like. So uh, I'm going to roll with that because I really do think, you know, it's just in him, right? He just wants to shoot shots. Um, he really, really badly wants to do that whenever he steps on the court. So let's just assume he keeps doing that and what we know about him remains true. Um, 15 shots and 13 shot attempts in the last two games. So, you know, sucking up a lot at usage, shooting a lot of shots. Again, they're playing the Atlanta Hawks, um, lots of pace there. I like the way they got them down the floor. So, um, yeah, I like everything about this play. I think he's definitely a lock for me uh, in all my lineups <clears throat> at this point. Go Dylan Brooks. <laughs> um, I think Evan Thompson at 6,000 is interesting. Um, just to that point with, you know, no Fred Van Lee. I've been playing him instead of Dylan Brooks, and now I'm switching. So, of course, he'll probably have a fantastic game. But uh, I also think he's an interesting play and more of a pivot play as well for GPPs. Um, and I did like some Jabari Smith Jr. You guys know I like Jabari Smith Jr. Um, at this point, if you don't, <laughs> sorry, one second. If you don't, you know, know my love for Jabari Smith Jr., I have a whole lot of it. Um, this kid, I think, is going to be very, very decent. Um, you know, 
down the stretch of the season, but also just going forward. I think he's, he's got a really high um, ceiling for that guy. So uh, likely block shots, likely likely hits triples. Um, just like his game. So yeah, I like some Jabari Smith Jr. here as well. On the Atlanta side, um, I don't think. Uh, oh yeah, no, I of course. Um, there's one guy. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else here. I, I don't think so. The only guy I really have interest in here is Onyeka Nkagu. And uh, yeah, I'm still going to play him. Um, just back to back 40 DK point games. Looks incredible out there. I, I mean, I've got him in I think one fantasy team. I think I might have had him in another and, and dropped him, but. Um, you know, this is the best case scenario. Well, the way he's been playing the last two games is, you know, that will convince the Hawks to play him over Clint Capella and possibly to play him more significant, well, I mean, for sure, more significant minutes over Capella. So, you know, more of a 70-30 split, let's say, instead of a, you know, basically 50-50 split. Anyways, um, kid's very good, got, you know, got high talent um love his offensive game love his defensive game um uh, yeah yeah let's play some american congo so there you go um anyone else yeah no no one else on the hawks so moving on to the indiana pacers and the new york knicks uh minus four in favor of the pacers 231.5 is that game total and looking at the knicks here um you know the biggest question on this whole slate probably is, you know, is Brunson going to play or not? If Brunson plays, I think I play Brunson. Tom Thibodeau's his coach. He's going to come out and play his full 40 minutes. You guys know this. Um, you know, uh, on the Knicks, uh, that's that's definitely what we're looking at, though. You know, is Brunson in and he out? If he's out, you know, Dante DiVincenzo, fine. I think, you know, you're paying 8300 for him at this point. I would rather spend up on some of those other guys we talked about. Uh, earlier in the show, I think you know Kyrie's what four hundred more than him, so I I would rather go that direction honestly. But um, I get it; he's chucking up a total ton of shots, and if, if Brunson's out, he's gonna, probably going to do that again. So I, I understand. Um, Josh Hart, same kind of thing with me. You know, he's at seven thousand now. It's kind of like the wave's already over; it's time to jump ship. But um, but I get it, man. I mean, you know, he had a huge game in the last one; he had a triple double. But uh, I don't. I mean, they're playing the, the Pacers, and, and I think people will, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Will they lean into that, or, or won't they? I don't know. Um, I'll have to think about that a little bit more. But uh, but I feel <laughs> I feel the same way right now about Hart. So, uh, you know, anyone else on the Knicks that I'm kind of looking at? I mean, you know, Boyan Bogdanovich, um, likely going to play in this one. So that's, you know, a, a big reason that we're not looking at those guys again, you know, even if Brunson's out. I mean, I would trust those guys over. I'd trust a, a Bullion at 6,500 for sure. Um, Alec Burks at 5,500 is a bit more intriguing because of the pricing and because he's played for this coach before, obviously. So, um, you know, he's an interesting guy at 5,500. I could see a world in which I get to him, uh, which I'm looking at now because I'm like, oh, man, I'm talking myself into it. But, yeah, I think uh, I think he's the inter- more interesting guy out of their new additions there. Um, but, yeah, that's what I like on the Knicks side there. Uh, on the Pacers, let's see, um, didn't end up with anybody, but, you know, um, a lot of these guys are the same guys that I, you know, somewhat like that I've been kind of touting the last, I don't know, month, but it's Neesmith at 5,800, uh, Nesmith, I'm not sure, I, I think it's Neesmith, but uh, Matherin at 5,200, um, you know, those two guys, I think, are guys that I will go to 
as a pivot in GPPs because they're just going to go overlooked. And they've been playing really well. Um, you know, obviously, we believe Halliburton's going to play in this one. Um, Siakam as well. Uh, you know, they're going to get theirs. Miles um, Turner's been really struggling as of late, so I just I don't really have interest in playing him. Um, but, you know, he could rebound any time. He's only 6,000, so not a bad pivot there either. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, Nesmith and, and uh, Matherin are the two guys that I would personally target. So, rambling on and on. Anyways, last game. Let's get to this because, of course, it's another good one. <laughs> Uh, this is just a great slate. Uh, Phoenix Suns at Golden State Warriors. And um, the Phoenix Suns are two-point favorites. I think I got that at 1.5. Um, I, I like the Suns here, obviously, <laughs> if you haven't gleaned that. Um, but, yeah, um, Suns at Warriors, a really nice game here. Uh, total here is 240.5, which I believe uh, second highest since – well, it's the highest on the mean slate. Sorry, second highest on the total slate. Uh, with OKC and Mavericks being higher, but uh, currently at the time of this recording. But anyways, uh, going to be a great game, going to be a fun game, entertaining game. A lot of people are going to tune in. I am sure it's going to be two guys, uh, two teams that could meet in the in the uh, playoffs. It could happen. So, um, Kevin Durant returning to Golden State with a better team in tow. Yeah, I don't. I I that's really all the reasoning i need to even start looking at the phoenix suns on, on you know this side here but um i want him in my lineups here he's going to be my top play i don't think he's going to be hot, like super duper highly owned and i do like the light hammer aspect of it of course i mean there's just that's a whole psychological thing it doesn't really matter where, where you play your best put guys or the salary but um but it's always fun to watch you know <laughs> your guys climb at the end of the night as opposed to sink but i do think people are going to have pieces of this game for sure i think it'd be kind of crazy to skip this game because um it is going to be competitive it is going to be up and down um neither of these teams is particularly great at defense so you know it, it could be an offensive show an offensive explosion for sure so on the sun side though kd for sure my top spend up um Grayson Allen, we can't, you know, he's only 5,300. That's so tempting, but, like, with the new additions of, of Royce O'Neal, David Roddy, does he, you know, does he lose minutes? That's a question here. And I don't know. Game one, I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I think, you know, it's possible that he still continues to play basically his full allotment of minutes because um, he's definitely earned that. He's definitely played well enough for that. Like, there's no no doubt about it. And Royce O'Neal... And David Roddy, I mean, definitely David Roddy, but Royce O'Neal may be just, you know, I, I don't want to say emergency death, but end of end of bench death, a depth, right? Or or emergency, you know, if Grayson Allen goes out, you have Royce O'Neal slide right in there or something like that. Like that, that's where he fits in. So um, so I think you can still play some Grayson Allen at 5,300. So um, that's my opinion there. Eric Gordon at 4,800 is a guy I would definitely toss out. That's the guy that just gets no, you know, no more love now because they're just better players there than him. I mean, you know, I like I got some Eric Gordon love. I think he's a, a fantastic scorer, but um, and he's he's had some nice nice nights. But uh, yeah, I think the overall skill set I'd rather have the other guy. So, anyways, um, Golden State Warriors on this side of the ball, of course, you've got Steph Curry. You know, ninety eight hundred against the Suns. Yeah, I don't mean makes all the sense in the world. I'm going KD, so obviously I'm not going Steph Curry, but um, if it comes to that and I have to pivot because I really want to get some other guys in, 
um, I like both sides of that, obviously. So, um, so Steph Curry is another guy um, very close to basically uh, KD. If I can find some more value on this slate here, um, I could probably get up to him at, uh, looking at the pricing here. So that's what I'll probably work on doing. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, Kaminga 7,400, also pretty decent, I would say. I'm probably not going to end up with him uh, at this point. I think he's going to be pretty well owned anyway. So I- I'm, I'm not going there personally. So I'm not into Draymond Green. Um, just not going to have those explosions and have an upside. Pajemski, um, really not super into him with, with Clay playing either. So, you know, honestly, a lot of these guys I'm just pretty mad on. Um, but Curry for sure. And then Wiggins at 5,400 is the guy that really like intrigues me. Um, because he does have that ceiling. He does have that ceiling for sure. So, and we've seen it recently, but that's it guys. Those are the a couple of warriors I like there. Sorry. I'm starting to lose my voice here. It's been a long day, a uh, long couple of days. Hope you guys enjoyed our deadline show. Bye. I'm Keith Cook. You can find me on Twitter at, at ethos Keith at ethos Keith. Please do follow the show at ethos DFS. And uh, I will catch you guys all on the next one. Until next time, go get that money. And, oh, I'm back. You didn't think I was going to forget that last player pop, did you? Of course not. Hopefully you listened until now. But if you did, congratulations. You get the last one. I've got Franz Wagner under 20.5 points. And that's minus 120, 1.2 units to win one unit on ESPN. He's went under in one of two games against the Bulls this season. Going against my Bulls there. Uh, And his one over came uh, earlier in the season. Uh, where he was basically playing against, you know, a 4v5 on defense with the Bulls, uh, with Zach sulking and everything like that. So uh, over the last two months, the Bulls have been one of the most underrated defenses for sure. And uh, as long as Caruso is healthy, man, I think they got somebody to throw at Franz Wagner. So there's my last play there, my last uh, prop. Franz Wagner under 20.5 points.